Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And on this episode, we're going to get a little dark. Two, three, four. I actually, um, I don't know if you noticed it on the last episode, I actually slipped in what we were talking about in this episode. Mm, potentially. Oh, I absolutely did. Oh, I don't know. When I go back and edit, I'll yeah, I, I it, did so it on purpose. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Uh, we are going to talk about the. And then I whispered preview afterwards. Okay, I am going. We are going to talk about the 1995 drama. <laughs> Most definitely, crime thriller. Crime thriller seven. What's in the box? Yeah, I know. That's kind of the legacy of that. What's in the box? Unfortunately, that's the kind of the legacy of that movie. Unfortunately. And it, and it shouldn't be because this is a dark such, film. You know, a few years ago, mm-hmm. I went back and rewatched this movie for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. And was absolutely amazed not only at how well it held up, which again, watching it this time, I was like, oh my God, this movie yeah. held up. But also the fact of even knowing how this movie ended, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, and if you have not seen this movie yet, go watch it before you watch before you listen. Stop to this. here. I mean, stop the podcast right here because there are going to be all kinds of spoilers on this episode. There is so stop the episode right now. Go watch it. It's on Vudu. It's like a three dollar on Voodoo four dollar rental. Yeah, I know it was supposed. It again, it it was supposed to have been on Max, or at least there. it was, and it's not there any longer. Um, again, I own a hard copy of it. Yeah, I've, I've owned it for a few years now. Um, and David Fincher started out in music. Videos. He started out in music video, but I was just like, man, the run that he was on. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong, and I and I mean like get the list. I I am. I've got it right here. Get the list out. Going back, I'm I'm going to, you know, obviously he's done quite a few things, but I'm going to like, yeah, he did he did a bunch of music videos, and I'm trying to find the first. Wow, he did a bunch of music videos, and I mean a bunch of music videos. I'm guessing a bunch of them for. Nine Inch Nails and maybe Mary okay. Pizza. The first his first it looks like his first major you know movie that he directed was is that right? Yeah, Aliens Three. Really? Yeah. Which I you know again, and you know if you go back and watch Alien Three, you can see the Fincher all over it. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very different. Those movies, there's a big jump between the tone of Alien and Aliens. Yeah. And then there's another big jump between Aliens and Alien 3. Yeah. Um, you, when they when you get to Alien 3, it's very much this isolated place. And there are a lot of themes that are running through with religion and a whole bunch of stuff. It's just yeah. kind of like, wow, this is... Which is kind of know, a theme with him. Yes, it very much is. And But yeah, that was... Alien 3 was his first big directorial you know movie as far as movies go and that was in 1992 and then seven was his next one which 1995 yeah 
And then, of course, after that, you've got The Game in 97. Did you ever see that? I don't remember. Uh, the, um, Michael Douglas, Sean Penn. It's a whole thing where, like, Michael Douglas is a high, like, he's a, um, he's an exec. You know, he's kind of got everything. And Sean Penn plays his brother. I think it's Sean Penn. Let me make sure that I got that right. Yeah. Sean Penn plays his brother. Okay. And he tells him, he's like, hey, I got you. I got you something for your birthday. It's a game, and you won't know what it is until it starts. Yeah, um, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like it's basically this whole thing where the game is that all of a sudden he's sucked into this mystery of I think it's a murder or something like that, and he's being framed for it, and he's trying to get away. You know, and it, yeah. but, it, but ultimately, what it comes down to is that he's he doesn't realize that he's in that this is all being done to him on purpose on purpose and none of it's real until the very end of it okay yeah it, it's it I, I hate to spoil but it, it's actually a pretty good i remember watching it i only I only watched it i don't time, remember so it. i'm kind of i saw it when i was working at, when i was working at um a movie gallery because yeah. it came in i was like oh that looks pretty interesting and then you know not knowing anything about fincher and then of course after that you had fight club yeah and then you had Panic Room, which uh, was know. not a great movie. No, it really wasn't. And but look at the string he had before he got to a really bad one. Then he had Zodiac after that, yeah. which is okay. And then The Curious Case of ben- Benjamin Button, which was a good movie. It's all right. I then enjoyed it. I enjoyed the it. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the American version. No, the the yeah, the European version of that is very yeah. much better than that. And he did some. He I think he was a he directed some House of Cards stuff he was involved in that um gone girl which is a really good movie i never saw it you haven't seen that one that's really he did mine hunter on um which is what netflix i think oh that's a good series um he did mank i'm not sure about that one uh oh he did he did one of the love love death and robots episodes on netflix have you watched i still need to watch that dude that first i haven't i haven't seen anything past the first season mainly because i just i don't have a netflix account any longer that first season is really good um and then he did the killer last year what was that i don't know who that Never even heard of that. Michael Fassbender, Tilda Swenson. Hmm. I don't know about that one. But today we're talking about yeah. seven. Um and, and those are the movies he directed. Now as a producer, there's he's produced a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, but those are I mean, that's a pretty good run of movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, where it's hey, hey. Um He's eaten pretty well. Yeah. And and again, you know, with Seven and Fight Club and yeah. Zodiac uh and the game even and Gone Girl, those are all movies Benjamin that people, Button. Yeah, but those I'm talking those are all movies that people still talk about as like, oh, they were these really wild out there movies, you yeah. know, that, that all had these big they all had big twists in them. Yeah. Of some of some sort. Um and again, like if you go back to Alien Three, that's kind of an up and down movie. Yeah. But the reason it's up and down is because that script was worked on so many times it wasn't even funny. Yeah. Like what he started out making was not what wound up on screen because of studio interference yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff and and um As usually happens. Yeah, and 
it, it's just you can't go wrong with a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, let's go down the cast here real quick because there were some notable people that I saw in this that I was like, oh, I forgot. Even since the since watching it just a couple of years Mark ago, Mark Boone Jr. was just absolutely forget unrecognizable. That uh, Bobby. Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was when I was like, oh, wow. That's <laughs> yeah, Mark Boone Jr. He's I, only in like two scenes. That's it. You know, it, I it's love a, it when he shows up in something mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, it's Mark Boone Jr. I've seen him in several things yeah. since I watched Sons of Anarchy. Then I've, I've gone back and found him in yeah. other stuff. But yeah, I that love was a, that character. That's probably my one of my two favorite characters on Sons of Anarchy. For the most part, I yeah. like that character. There was a few things that Bobby Elvis did that I'm like, no. Should have never happened. Well, he's That's, he's you know, a little bit of a. I mean, he's a biker. So well, but not voting the way he should have. I know why he did it. I know why he did it. But it was it was. Look a, at what happened because well, well, he well, didn't do the right thing. Well, okay? we'll talk about it. Later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. He should have voted yes on Mister Chaos. That is the uh, Mister Mayhem. Mister Mayhem. I'm Mr. sorry, Mister Mayhem. I'm sorry. And he didn't do it. And look at the havoc that was. That was wrought after that, so it was move along. So Morgan Freeman yes. as William Somerset. You have Brad Pitt as David Mills, which is funny because I think Mills' first name is only said once. No, I think it's three times. Mills, David. Yeah, David Mills. David is only said his it's his it's wife. When, it's when he's introduced to William. For the dinner party, for by by his wife, by his wife. Mm-hmm. The second time is by his wife, and I think the third time was um, at the end. Oh, uh, John Doe said yeah. it, didn't he? That's right. And then, as far as Somerset, Detective Somerset, William, yeah. again, it's always Somerset. It's, it's William is only said by Brad by um, Tracy. Yeah, like she's always calling him William. It's it's she doesn't call him Somerset. She calls him William, and yeah. that's and in the couple scenes that she's in with him, that's all that that's there. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So and then we have Kevin Spacey as John Doe. What a great performance! Oh yeah. What a great performance! I mean, nobody plays a sleaze bag like a sleaze no, bag. No, there's that also. We have Gwyneth Paltrow as Tracy. This was probably the movie now. The movie people kind of go back to on her as her breakout role was Emma. Yeah. That was prior to this. But this was the movie that really pushed her into the, oh, hey, who is this person? And then, of course, she was dating Brad Pitt at the time and all that stuff, and that helped out as well, you know. Well, they had met on Legends of the Fall. Was she? She wasn't in Legends of the Fall, was she? I don't think she was, was she? Pretty sure. Gwyneth Paltrow. If she was in Legends of the Fall, she was in it for like that long. Oh, you know what? Emma was after that. was after Seven. She wasn't in Legends of the Fall. I think she had auditioned for something. And Maybe. I don't know. But And then Brad Pitt had pulled her in for this movie. I don't know. Something like that. There was I, I know there was something because he previously had been dating Juliette Lewis when they were um when they did um California together. And then he 
I don't know, apparently dumped her for Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know the whole situation there. I don't care. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. But she was the second of Brad Pitt's girlfriends to wind up in an Alyssa Etheridge video. So. You, know who, you know who was originally slated to um, direct this movie? Mm-mm. Um, it was Jeremiah um, Chechik, National Lampoons for Christmas Vacation. That would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was the one that was hired originally to be the director on it. Yeah, that would have been. But a he was looking completely for, different movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. And then we can go down the line. There are a whole bunch of people. Yeah. The the I'm just going to point out some of the bigger names. Arlie uh, Ermey. Yes. Okay, I I completely forgot that he was in this both times that I've rewatched this, and then it's nice to see him not play Gunny. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like where he's that yeah. that it's like he's it, it is a very subdued role. Role. Yeah. You know, he's not that over the top. You know, yelling and you know boot camp type thing. And he yeah he plays a police chief and he, or the police captain and he was really good. You know, it's one of those things. He comes into a scene, he does what he ha- what he's supposed to do, and then he's out. Hawthorne James, which you know he he's played, he's been in all kinds of stuff. I was uh, right. He Pitt had been impressed with Paltrow's um, audition for Legends of the Fall. That what it was. Part, okay. So he recommended okay. him for the part. Richard Roundtree, yeah, as the DA. Yep. You know that's his Talbot, uh, which again, yeah, great. He was really good in it. Um, Trying to think who else did my music. Oh, and I like there were there was uh there was one is a very minor role. This is John C. McGinley. Oh, that's right. He's he's the SWAT. Yeah. He's he literally he's only in just a few scenes. You know, he's the one that at the end in the helicopter, he's the one that's that's directing yeah. that's this leading the whole thing. He's the you know, when they go into the the murder scene for the guy that was sloth. Yeah. He's the one that leans over and says, "You got what you deserved to yeah. him," you know, and it's just like, and again, it's one of those things. He's just so he's in it, just yeah. You got what you I know. Oh, when we and then the it. guy takes the breath. I know. Like, oh. uh, and when we get there, there's uh, and Bob Stevenson, which again, he's one of the cops. You know, like the the yeah. I remember it. He's one of those. You like, I don't know who you're talking about. He's been in. He was in Fight Club also, but he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Like he's one of those like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, Michael that Massey guy. was in this also. Massey was in it. Yeah, he was the man in the massage parlor booth. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, from um, The Crow. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you go on down through here, you'll find a whole bunch of other like Pamela Tyson. Uh, who's Pamela Tyson? Oh, um, um, you asked me that, and now I'm I've I've lost it. Anyway, a, a bunch of, of little minor roles that stand out. Yeah, and all this on top of <laughs> the big, the big four in yeah. this. Right from the beginning, the way this you know it starts off with a with a, a remix of "Closer." Yeah, by Nine Inch Nails, and the opening credits are basically the killer doing all the prep work the prep work for and, and, and until you, until you documentation until you get in yeah. if, if it's the first time you've seen the movie you don't get all of that yeah until later in whenever it's like oh i know what was going on in those little flashes that we right. were seeing in the opening credits yeah and i really like the way this starts off 
at a scene that has nothing to at a murder scene that has nothing to do with anything. This particular serial killer, or so we think. No, it doesn't. Oh, you're the right. very first one. It's the 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 domestic violence. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. You know, we find out that Somerset's got seven days left on the job. Yeah, and one of the other detectives is kind of like, "Oh, you're here. You're gonna. You know, you always." take this stuff so seriously you know and it's kind of that whole like the cops like yeah let's just get this yeah. over with and he's very much like and no. you can tell there's something different about this there guy. is because the, the question that he asks he's look he's in the kitchen yeah and he sees the there's there's um drawing on there's the kids artwork on the refrigerator and he asks he's like did, did the child see it happen because it and was the other a murder suicide like, what kid yeah and he's like that's not our business all we have to worry about is that but that's where you see where somerset is coming from yeah he has this whole different mindset it's it's not just, he's got a different vision exactly exactly and you know a year later millennium would come on the air yeah and frank black is a lot like somerset well if it had been any later in the timeline, he would have been, he probably would have been promoted up and gone over into a specialty called profiling. Yeah, but because he's, he's straight up a profile. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um, but you can see the, the through line from seven to, yeah. to Millennium, which I love bringing Millennium up anytime I can because it's such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> People people really missed missed out on that one. They slept on it and it yeah. just disappeared, and that's about it. The and then him we we get to the first murder, or actually that's when uh, what's his name comes. That's in. when Mills shows Mills up. shows up and he wants to. You've go. got this new young new guy. He just shot. transferred. Oh. Fought for the to move to this city. Right, he was. They were in a much smaller. They were upstate. That's all they say. That's the thing. They never say what city this it's is. It's an unnamed city. Unnamed city. The only thing they they ever really mention is that they were upstate. Yeah. Before, um, him and Tracy had moved from there. But and you can tell it's not New York. I want to say it's Chicago. Honestly, that's what it that feels is, like. That to has me. always been for the first time I saw this. Even though I was like, I think this is supposed to be Chicago. Yeah, and, I, and the reason why I say it is because of the the quote unquote subway. It's the it's basically yeah. the L is what it is, and that's well, it's now, not the subway. It's it's just the city trains. Well, know? they say subway whenever they're later yeah. when we find out the whole thing about the apartment now, that they live in, and yeah. because I did a little research, I yeah. know where the whole thing was shot. Okay, but was it Toronto? <laughs> no, it was, actually, the whole thing was shot in downtown L.A. In L.A., really? Yeah. Okay. The whole thing was shot okay. downtown in L.A., um, but you never see a palm tree. You never see anything that well, points it's to... it's raining all the time, so it's right. obviously not L.A. Not in, in this yeah. world, it's not L.A. To me, it, you know, it it's very much felt like Chicago. Very much. Or maybe... Maybe a Seattle. Maybe. Because no. the raining, maybe somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. I was thinking it's maybe somewhere a little bit more upper Midwest. You it know, could Somewhere be. over in Wisconsin, like Minnesota or something like Minnesota. that. It could be Minnesota. Yeah. yeah who knows? It, it's... De- Hell, it could be Cleveland for you know. Although yeah. although there's no lake, but it's one of those. Right. And again, same thing with Chicago. You don't see a lake, like, right? You know the Great Lakes. So, but with the trains the way it was, it, right. it felt very right. Chicago. Yeah, it, it does. It, it very much Middle America. Yeah. Somewhere in there, you know. You know, using the terminology upstate that suggests New York. Yeah. But that's not exclusive to New York. But know? it was you know New York was the inspiration for this. Oh, I don't because know. the writer moved from. Pennsylvania to New York 
mm-hmm. during that mid '80s crime wave that okay. was happening, and that very much affected the way he wrote this. Be Pittsburgh, yeah, you know, honestly, it, it, it could be any number yeah. of places. Def, definitely Midwest somewhere. Yeah. You know, that's a. Um, I don't exactly count Pittsburgh. Well, if it's not one of the flyover states, how about that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that the coastal elites can feel good about themselves to talk about flyover states, you fuckers. Uh, so it's wow. Talk about animosity. <laughs> so anyway, Mills shows up first yes. day, um, and 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 walks. And Somerset's in, like actually he walks in on the domestic. He does. He walks in and and he's like Somerset. Yeah, and then he yeah. says, "Wait, let's go to a bar." He's like, "I don't want to go to a bar. Let's go to this." You know. He will, he wants to get in immediately. He yeah, to he's, jump right he's into very it. young. He's very eager. He's yes. very idealistic. Yes. He still thinks he can make a difference. Right. You know, he's been a detective for what five years at that point. I know there is a there. He talks about five years. I don't know. Is has he been a detective for five years or has he been on the force for five years? I don't know, but I mean. Obviously, I mean, because Brad Pitt was like, what, 33, 34 when he made this movie, 35, somewhere right in there. So it's one of those things that he plays that age rather than some 20-something, whatever. But he's very gung-ho. Right, which means he's been on the job for a while, you know, at least. And, yeah, he is. He's very on fire. He he, he wants to get the bad guys. And he's very much the opposite of Somerset at this point, who is... Right, disillusioned, jaded. He's also very. He's very tired of people. Mills is also very impulsive, driven by his emotions, which comes into play a couple of times in this. And so when they when they find the first body, when they're called to that, which this entire movie takes place over seven days. Yeah, which. He's supposed to retire in seven days. Right. The movie happens in seven days. Right. It's about the seven deadly sins. Right. Yeah, and I noticed there's a, there's a lot. There's of, a lot there's of a lot seven of that type stuff. Theme, and, yeah. Themeology going on. And the seven levels levels of Dante. Yeah, the seven levels. Or no, there's actually nine levels of hell. Oh, you're so, right. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. there's there's yeah there's nine rings of hell. We'll get into all that in a little bit. Yeah. This is a very dark movie. Yes. Thematically, but also visually. Yeah, it's raining all the time. I think there's only sunlight in like one scene, and obviously it's one of those things where they're now the, the thing about and I say this, it's it's raining. Quote it, unquote, it's a raining. very desaturated film. right. But there there's this one scene where it's where there's a couple of scenes where it's quote unquote raining. They're obviously using a rain machine, and you can see sunlight, but it doesn't feel out of place like a lot of times when you yeah. see that because. The way that it's shot and the time of day that it's shot at, you yeah. can see that kind of stuff happen. I, I I have seen that before. Yeah. You know, where it's like, no, 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 I, I get this. This is a late afternoon, you know, the sun's starting to go down and there's rain, but the sun is down below the, the clouds. Yeah, the clouds and it, it makes perfect sense, you know. Um, but yeah, just the fact that it's just visually dark on top of it. And then it's shot and the interiors are all shot very dark. Even well, the, Somerset the, and Mills' homes are shot. The fact that in shadow, the fact that well, Mills' house is not. Mills' house is more bright. It's, it's bright. It's warm. brighter, but it's not. But the fact that the it's still elect- it's still very soft light. Let's put it that way. It's it's warm soft light. Yes. It it's and 
the fact that the electricity is out at a lot of these locations is actually part yes. of the storyline. And, and and they have the they're using a uh, lot. And, and they're the, using um, the flashlights. The apartment contrast between Somerset and Mills. And there's that also. I mean, Mills yeah. is you know it's it's yellows and kind of and whites mm-hmm. and kind of bright mm-hmm. and it's cluttered from where they just moved in right. and right. And they've got the dogs and they've, they've got, got the, yeah I the know. dogs and they've got the train that shakes the entire apartment right, every time right. it goes back and then you've got Somerset and everything is in its place and every place has a thing mm-hmm. and it's very clean mm-hmm. and he's very methodical and everything's and it's all like well, grays and blues and the meth- and methodical yeah. One of the things that you know that there is a lot of of that in his life is that he has a metronome sitting by his bedside. Yeah. And that, you know, you being a drummer, you have a lot more metronome work than I've ever done. But it's also one of those things with that when he, the first time, because there's a shot of it on the bed when he's laying there the first time he's in his bedside table. By, yeah. Yeah, by the bedside, the, the nightstand. And when he reaches over and hits well, it, you also hear all the city noise. Yeah, around. But when he reaches over and hits it, right, and it starts going, you're getting the tick, tock, tick, 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 tick. tick, tick. I get tick. that. There is a reason that, and you can well, we can go. In, we we there's a reason for that because it's something to focus on. Well, it was more than that because if you really listen to it, once the you know, you've got all everything this. else drowns out. Well, no, it's more than that. Hang on, let me finish. If you really listen to the noise and all that in the background, mm-hmm. once he starts the metronome, you can hear all the noise start to sync up to the metronome, and it almost becomes its own song and right. rhythm behind it. Everything syncs up, and then once it really locks in, is when you hear the noise disappear. Right. And what I was going to get to is that. I think we can get into some pop psychology here. Mm. He was the basically psych- using self-hypnosis. The, I was going to say, the, the psychology of, of hypnosis is how they, a lot of times uh, people who practice hypnotism will use a metronome um, because it is something for your brain to lock in on yeah. that, again, is methodical. You know, it is, it is but, very, you know, it's very, this is very sharp. This is yeah. very, and it's one of those things that once your brain locks in on it, it puts everything yeah. else out of the way. And I understand that. But, I understand it completely. But so. up into that point, mm-hmm. you can almost see how he almost has, he's almost got a, a laser focus attention on the right. rhythm of the city. Yeah, because I get that. Mm-hmm. Cities have a rhythm to them. Oh, absolutely. And that rhythm changes from time to yeah. time. And, and when it becomes chaotic, it everything goes crazy. <laughs> it, when everything becomes chaotic, you get the movie like The Joker. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, and I, I found I mean, that, that was a nice little detail, I thought, with, with yeah. Metronome. I was like, okay, that's... Fincher is wonderful at detail. Well, you know there's a callback to that later in the Yes, book. yes. There... I read an article years ago about stuff you didn't know about movies. Yeah. Like details that were put in the movies that no one really knows about, but it's there. It's there for the writer, the director, and the actors. Right. The When they finally make it to John Doe's apartment, and he's sitting there and he's reading his 
notebook. His notebooks, and he says, you know, there's a thousand of them here, that they're all 200 pages, and they're front and back, you know, blah, blah, blah. The set designer and Fincher got together, and they actually went in, and every single one of those notebooks that are in there are written in. Really? Every single one of them. Now, there may not be a thousand of them there. That's, you know, move, but but, but yeah. all of them that you see there, you could pick up any single one of them, and there is a diary written in John Doe's voice <laughs> in all of them. Wow. <laughs> you know, and again, that's stuff that doesn't, you don't know, you wouldn't know that unless somebody says yeah. that it's there. You know, there's a whole bunch of that stuff in, in all of Fincher's movies that he's just like very meticulous about the detail of just in case somebody wandered in here and was like, oh, this is yeah. a movie prop. I'm like, oh, crap. No, this is the real deal, you know, type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, once we get to the first gluttony. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's the whole, again, you have Mills who is very gung-ho and he meets, he meets um, Somerset. Yeah. And he's standing there waiting for him in the rain. He's got coffee. You know, one for each of them. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then Somerset doesn't even want the coffee. <laughs> he gets, yeah. he like puts the one down, and then they're going up to the place. Well, no, he carries them both up. And no, he, he gets he, he sets the one down on the on the um, Somerset's. He sets yeah, down right. on, the, on the stairs, like on the 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 side of the stairs when they go up the stairs to go to the. Nope. Yes, he does. Off the street, there's a little walk up off the street. There's he like three or four top, stairs. But then he gets in the. No, nope, that was with. his. Was it? Yes. The. If you watch, when he gets out, Somerset, he's like, hey, I brought coffee, and Somerset kind of blows it off or whatever. When they're going up the, the walkway stairs to get to go to the apartment, yeah. you see Mills set it down right there on the stairs. And he walks up, he's got his coffee, and he's, he takes a couple of whatever, and then he gets in the argument with the beat cop. or you know, He's like asking the question or whatever. And then when they get ready to go in, he hands him that coffee. Mm. And yeah. That yeah, I, I noted that was a de- another detail that I noticed in this. Yeah, uh, I got a little too into a lot of the background details and had to rewind a couple of times oh. of like <laughs> my my OCD or, or or neurosis when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, this movie down. just like ah, I could get lost in this world, and I know it would be a good place to get lost in, but it's <laughs> too late. Too uh, late. But yeah, and then they go in, and of course, you know, they're like. That argument that Mills has with yeah. the cop, when he's like, "Oh, did you check his pulse? Did you do this?" You know, he's like, "Look, he's face down in spaghetti. He's unless he can breathe marinara, he's he's not alive." I mean, it's just he's kind of one of those things. When they get inside, and like Somerset is like, "Where was that conversation? Why do you think that that conversation was important? Like, why were you asking those questions?" You yeah, know, it was like, and again, that goes back to Somerset has this idea of. But, These are the important things we need to focus on, and all this other stuff is just background noise. But but Mills also makes a comment. He goes, "How you know how many times I've walked in and the dead body's not dead?" There is that also. Yeah, yeah that, I get that. Which is a going to get a callback. It, it is going to get a callback, and that's the other thing. It's all that little detail. Yeah. Of, <laughs> and you know, like I said, it's one of those things that if you thrive on minutia, this movie yeah. could take you years to dissect. Like how many? You know, how many dead guys aren't actually dead because nobody bothered to check on them? Right, right. And then you know, we'll get to there. We get into. And and this is where the the story got, starts. Get this guy, this fat guy. Yes, he was 
Fed to death. Was fed to death. Yes. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. And not just fed to death. They find out later on that the guy who killed him went back to the store yeah. to buy more there were, there noodles were, and yes. sauce. said there were two receipts, which means he left and got more and came back. Yeah. And which, again, mm-hmm. plays a little later of the, the patience that yeah. this guy has. Um, and, of course, they're, they're going through all of it and they're the the um coroner is yeah. telling him basically that he he ate himself to death you know his stomach yeah. exploded is basically what happened you know he's talking about the striations on his you know on yeah. his body and all this kind of stuff and and then they end up in Lee and now, now well here's the thing yeah and that's the thing Somerset knows this is the beginning of something yeah. he doesn't know what it is yeah, but he knows that this is the beginning of something, but nobody else wants to believe it. They're like, "Oh no, this is just a this is a one off, whatever." Blah, 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 you know? yeah. And then they get into the police chief's office, and he's like, "He's telling him all this." He's like, yeah. I, "I do not want this case. Right? I only have seven days left. Right. He's this, like, thing I don't, is, this can't be my last case." Yeah, and he goes, "And honestly, this should not be his first. Right? And then you get that tension between the two of them. Yeah, of and especially by the way, all this plays out before it's over." Mm-hmm. Somerset knew he's not ready for this type of yeah. investigation. You know, I think Somerset it was always it's kind of unspoken. He knows that Mills is a good detective. Yeah, but he's just not ready he for this. Very unseasoned. Yeah, he's he's not ready very for this. Green. This right here is something that he's not ready yeah. for because Somerset understands. He, in all of his years of experience, he's not exactly ready for this either. Yeah, <laughs> and. That, as it progresses, and the next one is greed. Greed. And again, this is something that Mills is working. Somerset, again, being taken off the case. They're, well, Mills was taken off the case. Well, but... Ermy looked at him and said, I've, no, you're not on this case anymore. Right. I'm putting you on something else. Right, but they, not knowing that these two things were related, he yeah. gets put on the case for the... Um, District, uh, the defense uh, attorney. defense attorney, who... Was who was killed in his office, and greed was written written on the. And he had to cut a pound of his own flesh. We find that off. out, you know, which again that, yeah. that comes in that comes in later of of what happened there, but in the, some they had written greed yeah. in his blood on the and so now it's a. Well, well, actually, they didn't know just yet. It was one of the no, same things they talked because, because what happens is when they're back. The pathologist comes back. Comes back with these. Well, he had these three pieces of plastic in the, in the stomach yeah. from the guy who ate himself. And he to was death. like, "No, they were they were fed to him." Yeah, and he said, "What?" And he was like, "Huh, that's weird." And so Somerset goes back to the first right site, and he's looking around. And he figures out that it's three cuts it's linoleum. Out, yeah, it's three cuts out of the linoleum floor. Right, which. Find, leads him to find that the refrigerator has, has been, been moved. moved. Right, so he moves it, and behind it, gluttony is written on the wall, and there is a piece of paper yep. that's stuck to the wall that is quoting, um, which one was this? One? Was this Chaucer? I think it was Milton. Yeah, it was Milton. It's yeah. right, because it's talking about, yeah, it is. It's, it's from, it's from um, Paradise Lost. Yeah. And... When he's presented with this other thing, he's like, these are related. Yeah. You know, there are seven deadly sins, and he goes through and names them all, and he's like, look, we've got well, gluttony, we've got well, we've got greed. He sees that. Right. He can't sleep. He goes to the library, 
Right. And starts pulling everything okay. that he, he's obviously a very red, very educated dude. And, the, and also the thing about it is that he's talking to the security guards who were there. Right. And they're up there playing poker. They're like, yeah, it should be pretty quiet tonight. We're just up here playing poker. And he says something to them like, you know, I don't understand that. You're surrounded by all of this wisdom and you'd rather sit up there and play poker. Or, or, or all, not all this wisdom. He's all of this. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? knowledge no culture you're you uh, are you're right you you're are right. you're all this culture and you would rather play up there and then the one guy goes over and says you want culture here's culture and he starts playing box yes uh, um suite number three from the air yeah and it's which i love is one watching this movie again For those of you listening, you've heard me a lot over the last five years just be a complete goofball. But I will not say that I'm necessarily cultured, but I have been exposed to pretty much everything that was in this movie <laughs> that is cultural, rel- culturally relative yeah. or, or relatable. Well, it, it's called classical education. It, it is. What we used you know, to it's get. like, and it was one of those things we're going through, and I was like, yeah, you know, and when they start compiling the books and everything is like yes i have read milton's paradise lost i have read dante's inferno i've read the divine comedy i have read chaucer's canterbury tales yeah and some of it as well as several other books that are that are at least that are dropped here and there and it's not for like oh look what i've done a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was stuff we had to read in school yeah and i wound up really enjoying a lot of it. So you end it, up going and finding, and finding more other stuff. Yeah. And, and so it was like, oh, it's, you, you it was know, the same with me. It's how I ended up with Shakespeare. It's how I exactly, you know, and that's, and, and there it's was, I, yeah, there was the whole with, with the greed. And it was like, yeah, you know, he had to, there was a scale and, you know, and, the, and they show the picture, whatever. And he's like, yeah, he had to, he had to cut his own. And it's like, I immediately, I was like, no, that's Merchant of Venice. Yeah. That is Shakespeare. That's the whole, you know, pound of flesh, but no blood, no blood. It was a, uh, no blood, no cartilage, uh, no. No, it was no bone, no cartilage. No, yeah. That's yeah. no more, no less. No more or less. Exactly. It's like, yeah. immediately, I knew that, that quote immediately. It's like, no, it's Merchant yeah. of Venice. You know, you it's know a, and the classical music stuff we picked up because we had to take music all appreciation, music appreciation stuff. I know. Um, and, I took piano as a kid, mm-hmm. so I got into introduced to that mom played piano right so right she would play a lot of this stuff and there was a lot of that that cl- especially a lot of the classical stuff that i admit i'm more of a beethoven guy but the box stuff is nice too <laughs> here's the real music nerd i i really do lean more towards the baroque stuff okay and that's that's bach you know that's yeah. that you know and that uh i'm not exclusive to it you know i do yeah. like some of the more the stuff from the romantic and you know as well but i just have a tendency to lean towards that earlier i get it you know especially bach i mean he's been and again that piece that they're playing yeah that, that suite number three has been ripped off multiple times over the years um marvin gay used it yeah and then also proco harem yeah, ripped it off for a wider shade of uh, wider shade of pale. Yeah, I mean it's like no, they they lifted it straight up. And Billy Joel has ripped off Bach so many times, and Be- especially Beethoven, but Bach even well, in some of his stuff where it's like no, 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 that is note for note the exact same stuff. <laughs> it, just, it goes back to that old <laughs> adage that good artists borrow, genius great steel, genius yeah, steel. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Ozzy Osbourne. 
<laughs> that's who said it. That's not who said it originally. That that has been said so many times over the years by different people. It's not. I mean, it, it, yeah, but I like quoting it. To yeah, him. I mean, what's his name? Um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like that. Uh, don't believe anything on the internet. Yeah, Hambling. But but uh, what's his name famously said that? Um, um, Steve Jobs. Yeah. famously said that over you know several times over these. But he got it from somebody else. That yeah. has just been a thing over and over and over and over, and over, and over, over. again, yeah. and. But yeah, just kind of that. But he's going through the stacks. He's going through music, all of it. I he's know. Digging through. I know. He's putting it together, and he is basically in a public library profiling this guy. Mm-hmm. And then he goes the next day, and that's when he gives the whole speech about yeah. the seven deadly sins or blah blah blah. And he gives, and he he gets a whole, he writes a whole list of stuff for Mills to, to read. read. Now the thing I love about Mills is he's trying to read Dante. And he just goes, it's, it's written as a poem. And for those, I'm sure everybody listening to this has probably read at least part of Dante's Inferno for, yeah. you know. Um, and the way that it's written in, in you know, uh, stanzas like poetry and everything, yeah. it gets a bit confusing. Plus, it's the old English, you know. So he sends translated a big cop out to get, to get all the Cliff notes. notes. And I was like, Cliff Notes is one of the greatest things ever. Because later, whenever they're talking. Yeah. And he and he mentions you know Shakespeare or, or um, Dante or he mentions Dante. So he's like, oh, you, you read it. And he's like, well, parts of it. It's yeah. like, yeah, no, that's exactly what. Or you're maybe doing. It, maybe it was um, Chaucer. It was, Cha- it was Chaucer. Chaucer. It was yeah. Chaucer. Yeah, he 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 mentions Chaucer. Yeah, parts and, of it. Yeah, parts of it. You know, which Chaucer's not an easy read. No, okay? <laughs> it's long and detailed and <laughs> filthy and filthy. Absolutely, especially if filthy. you know, especially if you know. The language of what they're actually which, saying, which is what makes Big Bang Theory. So I know funny. when she does the when whole. I know Amy I know. Farrah Fowler is doing I know, the. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, that. Yeah, I know. She's like going through all the Chaucer, and it's like, okay, I know what she's saying. Most people watching this don't know what she's saying, and they have no idea just how dirty this yeah. really is. <laughs> yeah, the censors had no idea. It's kind of like when Joss Whedon snuck in that. In the, the Avengers, Chinese. no, 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 no. Oh no! The, when yeah, he calls when he calls Black Bill, uh, Black Widow, you muling quim. Yeah, <laughs> that is extremely dirty, graphic, and, and, and it, very English. offensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like wow, and yeah, okay. You say what well, you will about Joss Whedon, he's good at sneaking that kind of well, stuff. He into did it show. all the time in Firefly oh, because same, yeah, all of the filth all the Chinese stuff in there. I know is it, all, all cuss words I know, and filth stuff and that he else. snuck into into Buffy. It just, yeah. I mean, just yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. Um, so but, he he hands us all the all the stuff to Mills. Mills gets frustrated and gets right. Cliff notes, um, which I don't blame him for doing that. In the slot, yeah, so. and is it at that point? That Tracy invites him Williams to or, or Somerset. Summer, yeah, Somerset invites him to dinner. dinner. Yeah, because they're sitting in the office. Yeah, remember because he comes in and he like takes all the cliff notes out and like he like looks and like puts well, them in the drawer. He's just basically a- <laughs> he's basically getting Somerset's right, office. Right, right, they're like right. scraping Somerset's name off the right, door right, and right, starting yeah. to put his up. But I thought that was funny how like. Somerset gets up from the desk and goes to the other desk. Yeah, when and then when Mills turned. comes in, his back's turned. He's like putting all the cliff notes yeah. in, in the desk. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then she calls and then wants to talk to Somerset and then invites him to dinner. And yeah, go and she's and, obviously trying to help because she's been listening to Mills complain about absolutely. him and the tension and all that. Right. So. And, 
And then the music that's playing, it, it's obvious that Mills it was, is, a, um, is, a, is his own kind of cultured guy because he's got all this jazz playing in the Yeah, background. but that... the It's like Coltrane and... But wasn't wasn't it Marvin Gaye that was playing? There when was they some walked? Marvin Gaye. I think when they walked, when they came yeah. in, I think it was Marvin Gaye, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it the, the music in this is the the stuff that you hear in the background of all this is is just amazing. Um, and you know, and I watched it all the way through the credits to try to to like find like to get yeah. some of the music. But what was funny is that the way the credits ran. They ran from top to bottom rather than bottom yeah. to top. They did. They didn't let you have a comforting thing. No, and so movie. it was one of those things. Whenever kept you off balance. all, and, and the way that it was like cut and paste, like it looked like it was yeah. cut out and like just put was like, I was like, wait, wait, no, there, there goes all. I can't read this. What's going on? <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, Hold I like the me, way they did a lot of that. Let me see if I can't find the the original um, soundtrack. Yeah, I'm sure it might be. It might all be on there. Um. So, okay. So you had uh, they're having a conversation. Okay, um, you had some Billy Holiday. Yes. Oh, yes, Char- Billy Holiday. You had I Charlie think- Parker. Yes. You had Thelonious Monk. Um. Yeah. But you also had um, Statler Brothers in this movie. Really? Yeah. You had Gravity Kills in this movie. Yeah, that didn't surprise uh, me. Marvin Gaye. We already mentioned yeah. uh, Gloria Lynn mm-hmm. was speaking of happiness. Um, you've already mentioned Air, mm-hmm. um, the band Haircut 100 with Love Plus One. Okay. Um, and then that the rest of it's just um, soundtrack yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's score. Um, I really like the music in this. I mean, Thelonious Monk, Billy Holiday, Marvin Gaye. This I'm, is all the stuff that's at it, as much as, as much as I have talked about classical music and, and different yeah. I guess I'm, I just jazz is one of those things that I can either take it or leave it it really depends mm, no and, and I'll tell you and I think I've said this on here before but I'm going to say it again just for emphasis I don't like being beat over the head with music and told that I have to like it I can get that and that's what a lot of jazz comes off to for me and, that's and it's you, not and it's not even and it's not even just the music itself it's usually the fans the people who are like really into jazz will just like beat you over the head of like, no, jazz is so great, jazz is so great. It's like, yeah, well, screw you. Okay, if I have to beat over the head with something, I know. So jazz is one of those things that you really have to listen to, and it either speaks to you or it doesn't. It one way or does the other, not me. So um, that's there's there's certain albums that I just absolutely love, and then there's some that I listen to, and some days I love it, and some days I'm like, I cannot take this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm of course I also listen to a lot of big band. I yeah. like the well, old, big band. The old a whole school thing, big band than, stuff. Big band is a whole different yeah. animal, and I and I'm so with that. Anyway, before we get off on another, they're our, at tangent. the they're at the apartment. They're eating. And dinner, they're discussing, all and they're of starting it. to and, finally yeah. find some right. common ground. And and then they go back because they're looking at the photos. And yeah. uh, the Tracy's uh, not feeling well. Goes back and. Lays, lays down, lays down and when yeah. she wakes up they're gone right and they're back and they, at the library no they are at um the second crime scene oh you're right 
You're right. You're right. No, 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 no. They are going to talk to the wife of the, oh, the yeah. defense attorney. That's it. She was in protective custody. Right. And they're asking if anything's out of place. Right. And they're showing her all because because uh, Somerset had seen the picture of his wife that was on the um, that had the blood had drawn the blood around drawn around her eyes. eyes, and he was like, well, maybe it's something that she she, she saw something, or maybe she hasn't know she's she's she seen needs it yet. to see something, right? Yeah. And so they're showing the pictures from the crime scene, and she notices that the that the um, the there was a paint there was a painting yeah. that was upside down, right? So they go. That's when they go to the crime scene and they pull the painting down. And they start looking at the painting, but it's not the painting. They itself. realize that the painting, you know, he actually took the paper off the back of the painting, pulled took the screws, the screws out. out, put it back in. They, yeah. they take the paper off. There's nothing there. Repapered it. But they get up and they start looking and they realize. No, Somerset does. Somerset gets up. Mills and, is hacked off. I know. Somerset gets up and realizes that on the wall there there's something going on. So he gets the um, he gets the fingerprint dust. Yeah. You know, and starts and starts finding something written on the And there. he immediately goes call forensics. Right. And they dust it basically and they come in and everything and it says help me no yes it does it says help me and it's written. oh that's right it does it says help me and it's right but it was written in fingerprints right that's right that's right mm-hmm. so they run the prints yep and it's brilliant how all this stuff like it's so detailed they run the prints, and of course they say it's going to take. It could take up to three days. Yeah. So they're running them everything, and they they finally get a, they get up that, and it's from a someone who was arrested for drug dealing, and they was also he was arrested. He was one of the DA's clients that was arrested oh. for trying to assault a minor. Right, I remember that now. And that so they go so, but he had gotten. This person off the DA, had the DA, that were not the DA, but the defense attorney, defense attorney had, had gotten, gotten this off. guy off, and so they they get the SWAT, they go to his house, and they go in, they're going through the rooms, and and, and they find the corpse, yes, completely emaciated, emaciated, bed sores, yeah, I mean he's he's bone and flesh, yeah, I literally, literally, and Mills finds a a, a sack of pictures, yeah. And they're all dated. Yep. And it's like, oh, this one was just from like yesterday. And they go all, and Somerset's looking at him and goes like, yeah, it goes all the way back one year to today. Yeah. And so that's again goes to whenever Mil- whenever Somerset later says, this guy is patient. Yeah. He he has patience. This is what this is. He's yeah. he's leading us where he wants us to exactly. go. He's patient. He's methodical. He's right. planning. Right. And there's was it sloth that's written on yeah. the wall above above him. Yeah. And yeah. And the SWAT guy is like freaking out. Uh-huh. They're all and they get down there and he actually leans down to the corpse and whispers in the corpse's ear, You got what you and then he and then jumps. the corpse I know. takes a huge breath. Yes, this guy is now live. This leads to one of my favorite lines in this movie. Okay, and when they're at the hospital and they're talking to the doctor and he's kind of running down, he's like, "Yeah, he was kept alive. He was basically they had, had sedated him for a year. He shot him with drugs and you know and all this kind of stuff and gotten yeah. him to all the blah blah blah. And he's talking about how like his brain is complete mush." His yep. insides are, you know, but he he can't eat or drink anything. It'll it'll kill him to eat anything or drink anything. Of course, he'll die. Of, he's going to die of starvation anyway, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, he's been through all of this, 
and he still has hell to wait to awaiting him or he still has hell to look forward to is what he says is like that's a dark line right there because he's he's a pedophile you know it's the whole thing is it's like you know and it's just uh, <laughs> well, about a dark, well, the dark, other, an even darker part to a dark movie. You know? the, the other thing that you forgot to mention is they were talking about the bed sores. Oh yeah, and yeah. he was covered in bed sores, but none of them were infected. infected none. So I he, know. John Doe was giving him antibiotics. Yes, yes. just enough antibiotics to, to keep, keep the bed sores from getting infected yep. and, and for a year, speeding up the process for a year. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's just it's it's. It's so diabolical, is yeah. what it is. It's just oh, he was like goodness. a stiff breeze. Yeah, could kill yeah. Him. Um, and then you know we the next one is the um, is is well, uh, no, vanity point, is the next one. Well, no, that. they have you're kidding. Now that he goes to his F, his FBI. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right, and that's what you have. And this is interesting. Yep. Okay, because 1995. Yep. Okay. And of course, it's a. They take all. He's like this guy is obviously read. All of this stuff. Yeah. And so, he goes to he's an highly, FBI source. Highly religious. Right. Very well read. Right. So they Educated go to an individual. They go to this FBI source. They basically give Somerset. Them a list. Somerset says, gives him money, gives him this list of literature. Yeah. And basically has him cross reference. Everyone who's ever who has because, checked out these books because evidently the FBI has certain books that are red flagged, mm-hmm. and if you check these books out, it automatically red flags you and puts you on a list with the FBI right. Right. to be able to cross reference. Do you know what one of the biggest books on that list was for the longest time? Probably still is Anarchist Cookbook. Nope, really. That well, that one's on there, but that's. Mind kind of outside of the mind comp is one of them they mentioned yeah. in the thing, but one of them that they didn't mention in this movie. Okay, it's actually blaring. You should read. You should know this. Nineteen eighty four. Fair enough. Fight four foot. Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. Really? Mm-hmm. You check Catcher in the Rye out. You end up on the list. Mm-hmm. You know why? No. Both John Hinckley and oh uh, John David Chapman or a. Uh, uh, yeah, John David Chapman. So We're even big if, fans of that book. So even if you like go to a bookstore and buy this book. Well, did you ever see the movie Conspiracy Theory? Yeah, with uh, Mel Gibson. You yeah. remember that was the whole thing that they had. One of the things that they had, they had basically MK altered into him. Yeah, was that he had to go and buy a copy of Catcher in the Rye. Which he because remember the guy he's checking it. He's, he's buying it, and the guy says, "Oh, that's such a great he's in the lines. That's such a great book." He's like, "Yeah, I've never read it." But he owns like hundreds of copies of it because that's the way that the F, that's the way that the FBI is keeping tabs on him. Every time that they see that it's purchased, yeah, they can say, okay, he's been over here, yeah. To yeah, do a, you know how many recommended reading lists I know. and summer reading lists I for? I love that book. High school, I love that book. And I mean, it's yeah. And so they basically have put the entire United States on the list. A lot of it, yeah. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was something to help you sleep at night. So. I knew our government was <laughs> diabolical. You know, we, we talk about this this day and time with technology yeah. of, you know, the basically living in a surveillance state, which we have been for a long time, especially since the internet took off. Yeah. It predates it. Yeah. It goes back even to 
basically to the Dewey Decimal System yeah. and all that kind of stuff. This is stuff that's been going on for decades. Wow. J. Edgar Hoover. Gotta love him. So it's... <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Okay, so they get, they get a list of names back. This was Conspiracy Corner with David Allen. <laughs> you know the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth? About six months. <laughs> that, that spin cycle's gotten a little shorter, my friend. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so they get the list Well, of names. used to, it was about two decades. Yeah. It, and we've seen the last few years, it got down to six months, and it's getting even shorter now. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they get the list of names back and they figure out, oh, well, this this is a name of a guy we need to go talk to. Talk mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So they go to his apartment and they knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And Mills sees somebody coming up the stairs and he stops mm-hmm. and is looking at them. Groceries. Yeah. And he just stops. He's like, hey, you. And then the guy pops off a couple shots. Now, that's not the first time we saw John Doe. No, no, it's not. We saw him at, where was the staircase? What, it was the... That um, was Sloth. We saw him at Sloth. Right, right. He came up the back way. He's taking pictures of He's He's a reporter, yeah. quote unquote. And, um, but we don't realize that until later like when, the, when yeah. they go in when they go into his apartment like later Mills, they find they find the pictures that were Bill smacks the camera out of his hand right right it tells him to get lost right. i mean he physically assaults the right guy, right which i think is what set him off i love the way that scene and all of this being at his apartment john doe's apartment yeah. and then the chase Yep. You know, all the way down to the to, to to its finale of how you never see, the see guy's face. his face whatsoever. Now, here's something really interesting. This is my own theory. Okay. I think John Doe was Kaiser Sose. Okay, you're going to have to explain your theory. Well, obviously, it's the same. It's the same actor that played him. You know, between the usual suspects yeah. and this. But if you notice. When, of course, Kaiser Sose is a, you know, a brilliant. I mean, he's a brilliant psychopath. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's what, but when he's chasing him, okay, and he goes through the train station. You remember he he jumps. So you see yeah. him like in he sees him when he's running when he's moving through the train station. He's walking with a limp. Okay. Like he's he's same way like Kaiser Sose walked until come to find out he didn't have a limp. You know, yeah, that's my own just little whatever. I noticed that, like, right? I was like, oh, I bet that's probably an okay. Easter egg. So of this like, was, oh, this is a, this was know, a fan long... theory without. Oh, absolutely, absolutely okay. fan theory. Can we move on? Because the thing is, Kaiser Sose got away at the end. We don't know what happened to him. You know, we, well, we know what happened to him if a few years or, later, yeah. yeah, he shows up. You know, so anyway, um, yeah. So he, it's one of those. He's, he goes chasing after him, and yeah. They're running out. They're, they were coming down after after a lengthy chase. They're outside going down um, fire escapes, and um, they're going down an alleyway. And John Doe gets a drop on Mills. Yeah, hits him with a tire. Hits iron. him with a tire iron, and he's standing over him with a gun up to well, his head. Well, he's standing over him with Mills' gun. Was it Mills' gun? It was Mills I know guns. Mills dropped his gun when he got hit, but it I was, thought it was the gun that. I'm pretty sure it was Mills' gun that he picked up out of a puddle where it fell, 
It, Did he? It was holding. I think it. it was the gun that he already had. I don't know. I could I mean, be wrong. Because the thing is, is that whenever whenever Somerset comes, you know, whatever Mills yeah. has got his gun. No, he had. To, yes, no, he's got his gun again. And he he, he it, res- after. Okay, look when when John Doe runs like when when Somerset yells. Yeah. And you know he's standing there and he's got the gun against Mills' head, and Mills just says no, and then you hear Somerset yell. Yeah. And then John Doe runs away, which he took the gun with him. And then you might Mills right. and then Mills falls to the ground. Yeah. And Somerset comes running up and you see as he's starting to get up from he's like kind of leaning up against the wall and starts to turn around, he's got his gun back in his hand. You might be right. Now I, I I saw that plainly this time. It's like, oh, he picked the gun up out of the you know, um, and then they, they're getting patched up over there. And then they go back to the apartment. They can't go in because they don't have probable cause to be there. Yeah. Whatsoever. Uh, which, of course, Mills being a hothead kicks the door in. So now they... Well, after a lengthy argument right. about we don't have a warrant. Right. We have, we, we're then not, we're going to have to explain why we were here to begin with. Yeah. We, we don't have any reasonable explanation as to why we're even wanting to talk to this guy. Because right. we went around the system. And then him getting... Yeah. Letting his emotions get away from him. He kicks the door in. And... He pays a crack well, I was gonna say, to lie about it. Because, you know, in the grand tradition of things that cops never do, um, they go and they, yeah, they they give money to somebody no, to say Summer, that, Somerset doesn't want anything to do with it. It's well, but, all but Mills. Mills was like, you got any, how much money do we have? And then he yeah. he's, he's standing there and basically coaching this person through the, yeah, I, the I knew after all these murders, I noticed this guy was being really weird. So I called them and yeah, just kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's funny because like the cop who's taking the report is not buying any of it whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, 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 whatever. You just say, oh. yeah. <laughs> and matter of fact, Mills hands the money off to this, to the crackhead in front of the cop, right in front of the cop. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. Here you go. Have, have a good day. <laughs> just, <laughs> Which is why it makes me think it's Chicago even more. Yeah, I know. Hey, that, that makes perfect sense. So they go in and, and of course they go in with yeah, and they start looking they're like, yeah, get forensics up here now. Yeah. Um, and that's when we find out there's all these diaries and, you know, and just, and he's got, Oh, and he's got the, uh, and it's something I caught this time that for some, some reason I didn't catch before. Okay. He's got souvenirs from each of the murders. Oh, you didn't? There's a, there's a, there's I caught a, that the first time there's I watched a, There's a, uh, and he's there's got a spaghetti a, can. He has them all shadow boxed. Yes, I know. There's a spaghetti can, and then there's It was a, four. They were stacked on top of each other. Well, no, there's a spaghetti can, and then next to it is a, um, what was it from the, the greed? Oh, I for, oh, it was one of the books yeah. that he was that he was laying on that he bled on, you know, for, for but it was one of, it was one of his law books, and then he had the hand the hand from sloth, yeah, because that basically because that was the other thing we left out. He had cut off the, that guy's hand to be able to do the help to me do the help me in his fingerprints. To the fingerprints. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, and it's like whacked out stuff here, man. <laughs> this yeah. is this is crazy. Um, so yeah, he's got, but then they come across a souvenir that they don't have a murder for yet. Yeah, what was I'm trying to? I'm I don't remember what it was, but now. there was a box that had stuff in it, and they're like, "What's this? We haven't we there's there's only like three so far. What is this? Why why? Oh, I remember what it was. I think it was a receipt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a receipt for a leather shop because the guy was yes. making apparat the apparatus for yeah. lust. 
Uh, he basically and and they go down and they they're like, yeah, this guy, yeah, he he bought because this. I figured he was a performance artist. Yeah, and he gives them a photo. Yeah, of what he and it's basically a, a strap on that's blades. Yeah, is what it is, and um, then they get the call. Yeah, that there's been a murder. And while they, they're in the shop, while they're in the shop, and I love the the little detail I love here is that they go to leave, and the guy that created, he's like, hey, I want my picture back. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the the one thing you forgot to mention was mm-hmm. um, while they were in John Doe's apartment, they start hearing a phone ring. Oh yeah, and he they called. Have, they That's have to go. Right. They have to go around searching for the phone. They finally find the phone. Right. John Doe talks to Mills. Right. Somerset's got the little handheld recorder. Handheld recorder up to the. He was like, "Well, this little." setback has forced me to up my time right he goes this is going to happen very fast now i hope you guys can keep up yes that's that is true i forgot about the the phone call and yeah the the fact that like the phone was hidden basically you know it was under a stack of it was in clothes yeah and inside of a drawer yeah remember he like opened the drawer and he pulled out like oh yeah because he's like mills is telling everybody be quiet he's trying to find out where the phone like where the ring is coming from yeah um and then I think that was also another thing that uh, Somerset handed off. He's like, I have this, this is his voice, have it you know, run through the system or yeah. whatever. You know? um, which, again, you think about 1995, them having that kind of stuff. But I guess they kind of would. I mean, this is a, it wasn't the dawn of the internet, but it was definitely the dawn of the internet being used in that way. Yeah. yeah you know, we, we weren't quite to anywhere near where we are now. Um, I'm sure in, 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 a, in, a, in an official capacity, it was being used much differently. Yeah. So, and then you get vanity. They get called for another murder. Well, did we do lust first? Oh. Was it was lust first or was vanity first? I don't remember. Because they, they happen like really. Yeah, because everything speeds oh. up. I think it was lust. I think it was lust because they go in and the the guy is still in there that he forced to basically. No. Yeah, they was it lust or was it van? Yeah, it was lust. It was lust. Yeah, because that yeah. was the whole deal with the the strap on. Yeah, and that the guy was he, still in he, there. It just forced, happened. Basically, forced him to. He put a gun in his mouth and forced him to rape a prostitute right. with this bladed phallus. That's what it was. There was a photo of her. Yeah. That's what it That's was. what it was. And, but there was also the receipt. Yeah. And, and so it was like, who is this? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. And that was that whole deal. And the interrogation there where they're talking to the guy. And it's back. You, you can see both rooms. There's two recorders yeah. going. You can see. Yeah, because that was, that was, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Massey. Massey, yeah. yeah. Because, and I love the question that Mills asked him. He's like, do you like what you do? He's like, no. <laughs> it's just, no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other guy's just like losing his. I mean, he's like in shock. I mean, just like he's losing his freaking mind over everything he's just gone through. Yeah, and that I, I read something that actor mm-hmm. purposely stayed up for two days solid, wow. did not sleep for forty eight hours, and something happened. They had to push that scene back, mm-hmm. so he stayed up for an additional twenty four hours. Oh, he had not slept in three days. And in between, in between takes, he was purposely hyperventilating to keep I that know. energy up. See, that is someone who has stayed up for 
yeah. three or four days, almost four days one time. Before. But he that, did, I just can't even imagine doing he that. He did purpose. that on purpose uh, to keep that that manic. That yeah. Well, he, he got it. He he was he, he gave a very good performance yeah. here. It's funny because that actor, the prior, the only thing I knew him from prior to or around this time, yeah. I guess it was. Do you remember um, the movie, the television show Caroline in the City, with Leah Thompson? Yeah, where you know, she was a cartoonist. Yeah. Okay, there was a character. This guy played a character on there who was a um, he was a delivery guy, and like he was always on rollerblades, and he was always kind of like that quirky that quirky character you get on on yeah. you know. 180 degrees from this one whatsoever. Yeah. Now, I've seen him in other stuff since then. But at the time, I was like, dude, that's that guy from from Carolina in the city. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then you get Vanity. Vanity, which this one of all of them was maybe the most, no pun intended, on the nose. Yeah. Because they walk death in. Death of them all. And she has a bottle of sleeping pills glued to her hand in one uh-huh. hand. The phone glued the to other. her other hand. And her complete head is totally bandaged up. And her nose is missing. And when they unwrap her head, her nose has been cut off. Mm -hmm. It's to spite her face. Spite her face, you know. And when you're given the choice, you can either call for help and live, or you can take all the sleeping pills and end it. You know, you can either survive and be scarred for the rest of your Mm -hmm. life, or you can end it now. And she chose to end it she all. Right. She would to. she would rather die than have yeah. a, a mutilated face basically right. for the rest of her life. Again, vanity. Man, that's a and it's when they've left that crime scene and gone back to the police station to kind of re Right. They're they're kind they're walking in. It's funny. I love the way this is shot again. Yeah. You see them go in to the police station and then a cab pulls up right in front of the camera. Yeah. And then you see the back door open. All you're seeing is like the bottom part of the of the basically of the, door. the the calves and the feet. And you see him get out, and yeah. and then the cab pull off, and he starts walking. And it's and he walks into the police station completely covered in blood, mm-hmm. and nobody there is noticing. Uh, yeah, which is, and I love how he's like detective, and he's really soft spoken yeah. to be a detective, detective. And then he finally screams. Yeah. And he turns around and sees him, this guy covered in blood. And of course, everybody starts pulling out guns. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> and he just gets down on the ground. He's like, okay, you know, and it's one of those things. He, he came and turned himself in. Yeah. The most telling thing here. Oh, we did leave out one very important scene. What did we leave Somewhere out? Somewhere in the middle when Tracy called Mills or Somerset. Oh, right. Because she's found out that she's pregnant. Right, and she doesn't know what to do because she, she hates, hates it the there. City. Yeah, she yeah. don't want to be there, and they have a conversation about options. And yeah. Somerset tells her that she he was involved with someone once who got pregnant and decided not to have the baby, and he he says and it's, he tells Tracy says you know I don't regret my decision at all or just regret this the decision at all but i think about it every day you know it's kind of one of those we won't get into the politics of it yeah. all but it's one of those things people really don't talk about a whole lot when it comes to that issue and what he tells her is it 
you know, if you decide not to, that's your choice. But if you do have this baby, spoil it every chance you get, which was a wonderful way, you know, whatever, of course she breaks down, you know, but she, but, but he also told her, he said, if you choose not to have the baby, don't ever tell him. But if you do, spoiler, any chance that you, every chance that you get, that's yeah. what it was. And then that plays in later because they find that he has, there are, there's three blood types on yeah. him. It's his, it's the vanity, the vanity woman's, and then one they can't, identify. One they can't identify yeah. whatsoever. And he he's saying that he gets his lawyer to tell them that he will confess to everything written confession, written confession, complete right now confession. But Mills and Somerset have to go with him to, to a the, to, to a, the final two to the final two, basically, and say. But if they don't agree to do it right now, then they'll never find the final yeah. two. And. They agree to it. They agree to it. He's and then and of course they're you know they're in, they have okay. full SWAT team following them following around. and and yeah they've got they yeah they've got helicopters and up in the air and and of course they're mic'd you know they have yeah they they're yeah. wearing wires. you have the scene where they're actually in the, the shaving their room, I know, shaving, shaving their chest yes. to have them you know it's <laughs> and I love that you know, he's like you think. Uh, what is it he says? He says... Uh, so you think I shave a nipple off? It's Workman's Comp. Workman's Comp, yeah. <laughs> it's just, and Somerset <laughs> stops and thinks about it for a minute. And he goes, yeah, I yeah. reckon it would it be. It probably would be. <laughs> they start laughing. But the conversation that they have in the car. Yeah. Because Mills is trying to profile... Well, no, Mills, Somerset is trying to profile him. Right. He's Mills, being very silent, but Mills is trying goading to pro- yeah, he's he, goading. He's provoking him. Yeah. He is he is very much you know, trying he, to get him to make a mistake. And he asks that he's like, you know, let me ask you a question. You know, it, it, for people who are completely insane like you, do you know you're insane or do you you know, or do you think that you're okay? You know, yeah. And John Doe is trying to say, Don't be flipping about this. Yeah. Like this there there is this this is not you're not going to provoke me, you know. But when he finally does kind of break a little bit and he starts detailing his thought pattern. Yeah. I remember I was 21 when this movie came out, sitting in the theater and like listening to John Doe and being like, he's got a kind of point here. <laughs> okay. Okay. I knew I was worried about you for a reason. And even rewatching it now, I was like, kind of got a point, you know, of like, <laughs> it, it's kind of like, I look back now on The Dark Knight. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, it's Batman. It's blah, 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 blah. But as time has gone on, I'm kind of, I'm like, you know, the Joker was kind of right. This is... No, he was right about a lot of things. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I, I don't like that I'm agreeing with a psychopath, but he's not wrong. You know, it's like, uh, and it's the same thing with John Doe, where it's like, I don't like agreeing with this guy, but he's not wrong on several points here. Um, and even Kevin Spacey. Well, he plays a psychopath so, so well because he is one. He is so good. 
for the little amount of screen time that he has. Yeah. Because he really, until he walks into that police station, we never see his face. Yep. And it's a, whoa, this guy. Well, immediately when he walked in, I forgot it was oh, I know. Spacey right. at first, and he walks in. I was like, that's a really young Kevin Spacey. Yeah, but but, yeah, but it's just one of those like, whoa, this, this this the acting here is just spectacular, you know? Yeah. And then the way all of this plays out when they finally get there and they're they're waiting yeah. where they're supposed to be. And then a, a delivery a vehicle, van. a vehicle pulls in. Somerset goes and you know stops stops it. him and everything. He's like, I've got a, I've got a, you know, a, for David Mills, you know, or I've got it for a, a Detective Mills, yeah. you know, and he pulls out the box. I remember again sitting in the theater, and when he pulled that box up, we were like, what is going on here? What is that? When when Somerset opens that box, his reaction, it hit me immediately what it was. Of like, no, 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 no. They're not doing this. This is, this is not happening in this movie. And then it it happened. Yeah. Um. And again, that, if you have at that not point, seen John, at that point, John Doe is talking to David, right, and talking him in the direction he wants him exactly. to go. Exactly. And he's which, no longer calling which, him detective. He's calling him David. He's calling him which David. John Doe is down on the ground. Yeah. Bills is standing over top of him with a gun. Yep. You know, like telling him, hey, you stay here, don't move, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he's trying to figure out what's going on because there's. What's in the box? Well, he doesn't know about the box yet. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, he knows, or he, I guess he saw, you know, whatever, but it's one of those things that Somerset realizes what's, what's happening. Oh, it's like, not, what's, it, it, it's, not realization. He knows at this point what's happening. Right. Well, you know, that's the whole thing. He sees what's in the box. Yeah. And then says, right, you see that click. Oh, yep. my God. He's going to try to get, he's trying to get Mills to kill him. Because the only two that are left are Envy and Wrath. And Wrath. And John Doe is Envy. Yeah. Because and Mills envied be, his life. And Mills will become Wrath. Yeah. And that is brilliant writing yeah. right there of how they did this. And now Somerset's running back towards them, right. trying to get David to put the gun he's down. He's yelling at him, put the gun down. And that's when he's like, what's in the box? What's, you know, he's like, you put, what's in the box? Well, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, to that part of what's in the box. He's just yelling. Like He's just really, what's in the box, you know? And as Somerset is getting closer, John Doe tells him, What's in, in the, the box? box? He's like, I went and visited Tracy today. And, you know, and he's I like, tried to live your life. I tried to live your life. He's like, yeah. And then I realized that I couldn't. And she begged for her life and the life of her un- unborn child. And then he's like, oh, you didn't know. And that's Mil- uh, Somerset's Somerset, there by then. He had just gotten there. Yeah, he just got in. And he's like, what's in the box? What's in-? You know, He's doing that whole thing. And that's when he's like, oh, you didn't know. And yeah. and and it's one of those things that Mills is like, what's he talking about? And he looks at Somerset, and Somerset has that look of he's not lying. You yeah. know, this is a and you know we haven't said what was in the box. Okay, if you have not seen this movie, 
if you've made it this far, stop before we say what was in the box because I think it's pretty obvious what's in the box. At actually, this point. it could be a couple of things this point with all the information we've given Ooh. yeah and that makes it even darker so uh i didn't even consider that yeah, why that... did you do that to me? <laughs> just where my mind goes i did not <laughs> even consider that why would I, you do that to why me? did you figure that out so quickly okay <laughs> because i know how sick and twisted you are oh <laughs> now that would have really been a dark movie oh, okay what's in the box <laughs> that would have really been a dark movie <laughs> No, please don't know. Please tell me it's yeah, what I thought it was, very, not what you're suggesting. Very Sharon Tate there, huh? It's oh, <laughs> what's in the box? But yeah, so Tracy, Tracy's head's in the box. Um, are, we, are we sure about that at this point? Well, that's what is implied. Okay, anyway. good. Okay, good. that is that is the, head is fine. Yeah, that is the. I can't believe I just said the head is. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That's thank, what I'm here for. Thank you for once again traumatizing me. Just remember, folks, the 9:30 uh, show is different than the 7:30 show. So. Don't go to the don't go to the 9:30 show. The 7:30 show is awful. So, um, um, <laughs> it's hard to laugh and then come back down to this real serious thing. So, yeah, and that's when he's explaining, you know, that I I. I try to live, and I'm envious of your life. I something I cannot have, and that's the whole Mills is going to become wrath and kill him. And of course, Somerset's well, no, saying, he, "Don't do it! Don't no, do it!" He flat Don't. out tells him, "He goes, I guess I'm envy, right? And I'm hoping you'll become wrath, right?" And then Somerset's like, "Put the gun down! Put it down! Put it down!" You don't, of course. Mills is going through it. I mean, he's had the realization. Of what's in the box. He's done the calculations. And, of course, he's sitting there with a gun, and he's going through it all over that, and then he just pulls the trigger. He empties the mag. Well, he pulls the trigger once. Yeah. And I love the way this is shot, because you're getting this back and forth between what they're hearing through, where they're, they're basically up in the helicopter, Yeah, and you're getting the back and the forth of, like, stuff coming through the the wires. Yeah. And so when he goes over, it, it's a straight-on shot of of Brad Pitt with the, the the pistol, and he comes up, and then the very next shot is from is through the binoculars of the SWAT guy in the helicopter, and you just see a mist of blood, and then John Doe falls over. Yeah, and it's like that is so effective and brutal without being overly graphic graphic yeah and then that's and that and then he mills walks over and then unloads the magazine oh i'm just keep shooting him while he's gone now and then he goes catatonic yeah and that's the it cuts and it's night now they're of course they're surrounding the scene they're doing that kind of stuff and um um, mills is catatonic in the back of a police car car, and the and somerset's standing there and they're gonna and and uh the captain Irby. Walks up, yeah, and he's like, you know, we're, we'll take care of him. You know, we'll, we'll get Somerset him says whatever he needs, whatever he needs, whatever. And then, and then the captain asks him, he goes, "Where were you? Where are you going to be? Like, I'll, be I'll be around. I'll be around." So we don't know it's, if he's actually going to retire or if he's leaving the force or if he. I think it. I think that was probably the straw that broke Somerset. Okay, uh, he was talking about getting a farm. 
Yeah, which that's once, what he said. Which once again says Chicago to me because Chicago's yeah. surrounded by farmland. Yeah, well, that's and again the upstate. They talk about being a farmland yeah. up there, um, and, and definitely again when and Midwest then, somewhere. Yeah. You know, that's a, he's like, I'll be around. Yeah, if you need me, I'll be around. Yeah, and the last line of the film is Somerset walking away. And all he says is, Ernest Hemingway once wrote, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. And I agree with the second part. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And it's brilliant. I remember my own... Did you see this in theaters? No, this was a rental for me. I saw this in theater. Renee, of all people... Oh, really? (laughs) ...saw this in the theater and couldn't sleep for days. I saw this in the theater... With my girlfriend at the time and my my friend Brad, okay, and it was one of those. It went black and the credits started, and and of course they start playing the Bowie song. Uh, for those of you, and the to, credits run and the credits bottom from bottom to top, to top and which it's, is completely or run from top to bottom. No, yeah, this coming down. Oh, no, you're right. From, from top to top bottom. bottom. Yeah, and keeps you on edge because that is completely wrong. I remember sitting there for like a good 15, 20 seconds in silence and looking over at my, my friend Brad and him looking back at me and us just kind of staring at each other for a few seconds. And then my, my girlfriend was not as into this movie as Brad and I were at this point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, that sucked," you know. I was like, what are you "Talking about," you know. And we got up and started to walk out, and it was just one of those things. I remember I wasn't really saying much anything. I just kept walking out. I remember we got up, we finally got in the parking lot. We watched it at uh, Cinema North up behind the mall. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember getting out in the parking lot. We were like walking out with everybody, and I just kept I kept saying, "I was like, movies don't end that way." Movies don't end that way. That you don't see movies end that way. Yeah. You know? Now, I was saying that because I was a complete disbelief, not because like, oh, movies can't end like that. It was like, I can't believe I just saw the bad guy win. Yeah. You know, just like and it was one of those things that the the longer that I thought about it as you know, the night went on, I was just like, that was brilliant. That was amazing. That was I mean, just I, I was completely enthralled with this movie. And I, admittedly, because I was in college at the time, yeah. and I remember going to the college library and picking up some of the you know Dante's Inferno and a few yeah. of those things, like checking them out, you know, and that kind of stuff, and just like putting yourself on the list, yeah, something like that. But it, yeah, I guess so at the time. Uh, but believe me, I was already on the list of some sort at that point. So <laughs> I'm on so many lists now; it's not even funny. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because every time I say that, it reminds me. Did you ever watch Darman and Greg? I saw some episodes. Okay, you know her parents were like being hippies, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. There was an episode I don't remember a hundred percent. It was something to do. There was somebody in Greg's family life or whatever that was like pretty high up in the FBI or something, you know. Yeah. And so you know they were doing something and Dharma had said something about it or Greg did one and then Dharma's dad's all like 
what you know? Oh, I'm, I'm sure the, 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 he he knows who I am, you know, because of all of his hippie activist yeah. stuff you know, and on the past and stuff. And so it was one of those things that it, you know he was always he's like nervous about it and all that kind of stuff. And then when he finally meets him, he's always like, "Yeah, hey, pig, you know, blah blah blah." You know, I, you know blah, blah. and the guy's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> he's like, "What do you mean you don't know who I am?" He's like, "I have no clue who you are whatsoever." <laughs> Sorry, I'm not your assigned FBI. Yeah, agent. Well, but it was just kind of one of those things where he like he thought that he was on all these he was on these lists yeah. and stuff and he's like I no clue who you are whatsoever <laughs> well, it's, it's just because that was not his yeah his it's not his assigned I know assigned yeah. FBI yeah. agent you know and I like to the, 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 to, to throw a bone to my personal assigned FBI agent every once in a while and do something really wacky so it'll give him something to do that day so it's just <laughs> <laughs> we will not discuss some of those websites so it's <laughs> this is why I'm getting ready to buy a bunch of Faraday bags just because I hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a great, it was a little free caption, um, yeah. uh, cartoon, you know, and it was like the first one, it was like, it was, it was showing cell phones, like text messaging back and forth. And one of them, the one of them was like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting on TikTok." And then the response shows the next one. The response was, man, all you're doing is, is you're allowing the, the Chinese to spy on you. And then the last one was an FBI guy looking at both the text messages. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that, that FBI guy looking at both of them has his own personal yeah, exactly. Chinese like, spy yeah, exactly. assigned to him. Yeah, and then there's a Russian that's watching him, and then there's a, yeah. an Iranian that's watching him, and then there's... You no, know, no, no, gonna... no, 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 no. The, Rus- <laughs> the, the Russians are using the Iranians yeah. for another... Yeah. And, and let's be honest, the Mossad's watching all of us. So it's. <laughs> I'm going to try to get some free equipment. So the Faraday yeah. <laughs> bags that I'm looking at are made by Silent. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you should be able to turn off your phone and slip mm-hmm. it in this bag, and you, no signal yeah. should be able to get through. I'm, I'm looking at those. I'm Okay, since if, we're on if, all this if, stuff. If Silent accidentally hears this and wants to like send us some free product, thank you. That would be great. Since we're talking about all of this, yeah, I would okay. also like to put my own plug out there of a, of a piece of equipment that I would like to have. Okay. There is a new phone that's coming on um, the market in about a month and a half. Okay. It's called the Unplugged Phone. Uh, it is actually made by people who used to be involved in... I, I've already heard about this. Uh, one of the podcasts that I listened to was mm-hmm. talking about it, and they said it's probably the biggest scam they did. It might seen. be. The thing I like about it, though, is the fact that when you turn it off, it actually physically removes, like, unattaches the battery. Mm. So that there is none of this turning it back on when... Yeah. Now, the thing I didn't like about it is the price. So, oh no, it's going to be expensive. Thousand dollars, yeah. yeah. So, but then again, the iPhones, a thousand dollars, yeah. But yeah. the thing is with the iPhone though is that unless you have a grand drop on it right up front, you can at least get it paid off over yeah. time. Whereas this one, they want all the money now, and which why it sounds like a scam. Yeah, it could be. But you know, there's been all, there's gonna, been there's been plenty of other. Was it the Freedom Phone? And there was the, yeah. the Light Phone is actually one that I actually what's what's the uh, what's the Android? There's there's one that's an Android. They're all Android. Yeah. That's all three that's, that I mentioned are Android. That is the one thing I miss is being able to take the back off and pull You the can't do that off. any longer. No. And that's the one thing I like about this this unplugged phone. That's one of the big selling is that like when you when you turn the turn it off, you're actually sliding this thing, this this button, it slides. Yeah. And when it slides, the battery inside slides where it's not making contact any okay. longer. And I'm like, if nothing else, I like that. 
because there have been plenty of examples in the past, maybe not my own personal life, but other people talking about how they knew that they were being, there was somebody that was this keeping tabs on and it was listening to everything because they would turn their phone off and they would immediately turn back on. Yeah. And it's like, that's BS. Yeah, that's you know? why I'm looking yeah. at the silent Faraday bags. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. <sighs> yes, for all of you that have stuck with us this long and heard a little bit of my rant a couple episodes ago, 2024, there's going to be a lot of a lot more politics in here, <laughs> or at least on his side, at least at least uh, conspiracy stuff and and you know and the whole surveillance crap being talked about because more people need to talk about it so that more people are, are aware. So uh, yeah, yeah. Now again. I only half jokingly said that I like to throw my FBI agent a bone every once in a while because I don't I don't think that I'm so important that they're keeping a constant on me. But I think we can all agree that we're all being surveyed surveyed in some shape, way, or form that we're not aware surveilled. of. Surveilled, whatever. I'm sure I'm sure when they do the transcript, they will put the little SP out next to it for spelling. You know, so it's when they so. <laughs> This guy can't even pronounce words. Why are we? <laughs> yeah. So, any final thoughts on seven? Um, I I kind of wish we hadn't done this now because now you've damaged me the way I wasn't expecting. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I was not expecting that awful mind twist this evening. Thanks, appreciate it. Well, if you, if you if you really want to feel bad, I can. nope nope don't don't tell me anything else. I'm just saying there's some websites you can go to. No, no, <laughs> nope. Hey, let nope. me say this. It's, it's bad line. enough that I'm on a list because I'm friends with you. <laughs> let me say this. I'm all for free speech. Okay, I I like mm-hmm. I I 100% believe as I know you do as well in in the First Amendment and the right to free speech. Yeah. Um, I like what Elon Musk has done with X now about basically opening that up for the most. It's not completely open, but it's opened up a lot more than it was. That feels more like an op to me. But one thing I will say about X that I don't like a whole lot is I can't tell you how many times I've gone over there to check, you know, just like see what's going on or whatever. And been, and like all of a sudden, like, like, open the app and I'm either staring at someone getting killed or someone but getting hurt very, very badly. And I'm like, ah, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> this is <laughs> It's why I haven't looked at either of the accounts I have yeah. there in probably a year or so. Mm. And I'm probably going to have to dig up and find the passwords for them so I can just delete both of them. Yeah. I don't like going over you there. Know, nothing is deleted permanently. It's all on a server somewhere. So. Well, yeah, but I don't have to deal with it anymore. It's yeah. somebody else's problem at that point. And if it were not for the fact that I have some friends that the only way I can get a hold of them is Facebook, I would be getting rid of Facebook. I said that for several years. I'm coming up on two years without Facebook, and it's been wonderful. The and I'll tell you. And I'll tell you. I understand that. That but and I Facebook also, Marketplace is... Facebook about, Marketplace is the one thing I miss about Facebook. That's about Across the only the board, thing I use Facebook That is the anymore. only thing that I have legitimately thought about going back to Facebook for. 
Yeah, like literally yeah. like going in and basically muting everybody and everything or unfriending everybody or just whatever. Start, just start to, another account and just but I don't I'll tell you the, the thing about it though is that and of course it probably didn't matter a whole lot now since I've I've already done it, but I don't want to put the app back on my phone because the terms of service oh, that are involved there basically opens up everything on your phone to Facebook. It's parasitic. And the same thing with your computer. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, so I don't want to like reopen that if I can help it. Um, but the only reason I really mess with Instagram is because I have been able to manipulate the the algorithm so that I see what I want to see. I don't know how for I, the most part. No, I I work very hard to curate well, that, and I've done a really good job on my two. That I'll tell I you why. What I'll I tell you see. why yeah. on my own personal Instagram. Okay. Yeah. You know, when you go over to the um, Explore or whatever, yeah. you know, like, you know, the, the, you, when, when you go down and, and you hit the little light to go find something, you know, yeah. Um, out, out of your main feed, the search, the search, that's the word I'm looking for. There'll be all this stuff there. Yeah. Underneath it. And I, I don't pay attention to any of that because, well, all of that is stuff that I would not look at anyway. I, without trying, ran a little experiment. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, I wasn't really, I was like, no, no, let's see how this really works, okay? Because most of the stuff that they will push you in there is a lot of, like, these girls that are half-dressed, yeah, you if, know, if you dance put, videos. If and, you put male on your profile, you automatically yeah, I know. get all the thirst traps. And so, all of that stuff was coming up, and, you know, blah, blah. Well, my son has really become obsessed with goats in the last little bit. He does, he does yeah. this kind of stuff. And of course there's a couple of, of, of accounts that I follow that like, you know, they're, they're goat farms and yeah. stuff like that. So it's one of those things I'll find these cute little videos, of baby goats or whatever. And I like, you know, like we'll watch them together and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So after doing that for a little bit, all of a sudden I noticed that pretty much that entire thing was a bunch of like animal videos for yeah. the most part. Okay. And I noticed that, like, you had to, like, really scroll down before you started getting all that garbage, like, that other stuff, you know. And I was like, I wonder. And so I was still going and watching all these animal videos of different was goats or dogs yeah. or bats or whatever, you know, just what all this sloths, like all these different things, you know, and it was it was pushing me all this stuff. Yeah. And so after doing this for a little bit, and that was the predominant, I had to like scroll down quite a bit before I got to anything that was, and Garbage. also, and also a lot of comedians, like, you know, like little clips, like yeah. rules of comedians would come up there because I watch a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah. I got down quite a ways and there was picture, there was a, some video of some girl that was dancing provocatively or whatever. She was completely clothed, but it was yeah. suggestive enough for that the metal wasn't getting rid of it you know so i'm like i'm gonna try something i clicked on that one video and watched it for about two seconds and then got back off of it and then went and like clicked on a bunch of animal videos yeah the next time i came and opened the app and i went over to that search more than half of the stuff that was pushed to me were videos like that yeah as opposed to all the even though i had clicked on all of these animal videos more so i had clicked on that one video yep and then all this other stuff, that's what they started pushing me was mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And so it got to be one of those things where I was just literally going through and randomly check, 
like hitting animal videos of different kinds or yeah. whatever to the point to where it's mostly just that stuff now but i still get all that other sprinkled in it'll, and, I, and i'm just like it'll take you the better part of a year of yeah, clicking on animal videos it was to crazy push it back down i, I click level. on one video yep in this over this stuff and i get inundated with it yep. whereas all the rest no well, it's it just yeah it was like i was looking at videos of doing vehicle car wraps mm-hmm. vinyl car wraps right and probably get motorcycle videos too Those yeah are, some yeah. of that mm-hmm. but i put in vehicle vinyl wrap oh vinyl vinyl <laughs> i didn't get a single car i got an entire list of, of women in vinyl yeah women in vinyl <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. not what i searched for right. at all i was right. like no this right. is not what right. i want right i know i know and it's just it, it just and they still pop up in my search, which is why I don't look at any of the search now, stuff. It's I garbage. will say, you know, with the search, it's all there, but I don't get that stuff in my regular feed. Like, no. Like, because, again, usually the stuff that I watch over there are animal videos, but stuff that I follow. Well, and then even the, even the stuff after you get past the, like, oh, you're all caught up, you yeah. know, the, the, the suggested stuff is still a lot of comedians. Yeah. And uh, you know, usually some kind of car videos or motorcycle videos or animal stuff yeah. or whatever. And well, I'm like, I'm fine with all that. I don't get any of that well, other even, crap in there. Even when I'm going through my feed, if I see one that's sponsored, I'll click on the three buttons mm-hmm. and go, I do not want to see this. Yeah, I, I, if I go, go through, through a lot of that stuff as well. And I see one that I, I see a video that they've just put in my feed. It's not sponsored that they mm-hmm. think I want to see. It's not something I don't want to see. I don't want to see this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like back in the day with Pandora. I still have my Pandora. I yeah. love my Pandora because I use it like my radio Any station. Of that stuff anymore. Um, Especially I've got, Spotify. I've uh, got some stations on Pandora that I have curated by adding bands mm-hmm. or deleting songs I didn't like and have really got them tuned into. Mm-hmm. But you had to put a lot of work in for yeah. that. I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I remember back when I had Pandora when I first got a smartphone over yeah a decade ago and you're like oh yeah i like this band and you're like putting it in there and then i was like no i just want to hear this stuff i don't want to hear all this other stuff you know and it was like this is too much work to like i pandora i used like a radio station and i also used it to discover bands that i wasn't familiar with Mm -hmm. spotify was what i was using to actually build playlist with yeah even when I had Spotify, I didn't use it that much. And it really, a lot of the reason that I wound up keeping Spotify for as long as I did was because of Joe Rogan podcast yeah. being becoming exclusive. Exclusive, there. yeah. And then after it was found out that even if you deleted Spotify from your phone, it was still collecting data on you. Yeah. And then the fact of when we started doing all of this yeah, and their reading, reading their terms of service, I was like, I want nothing and to do with predatory. this whatsoever. And I deleted yeah. it. I, I, I mean, I, not only the app, I went in, deleted my account and then deleted the app. But of course, that was like two phones ago. Yeah. So um, I never had it on my my computer. So thankfully, it's not there. But it was just one of those things where it's like, look, I know I'm going to get a new phone before long. And I'm not re-downloading this thing. So that I is, it. yeah, I use it too much. Yeah. The one reason the, the, when Spotify first came out, you were supposed to be able to integrate your Apple. Right. 
library. Right. You were supposed to. And you're supposed to be able to listen to your Apple Music plus, you know, the radio station. Mm -hmm. And the Apple integration feature on it never worked correctly. So ever. That I don't like streaming. You know, if I if I like a piece of music, you know, if I like a band or, you know, an album, I'll buy it. Well, and what I'm using it for is, you know, if I hear a song or a band or something mm -hmm. that I like, I'll go there. I'll listen to it first. If I consider, you know, if I if I like it enough and there's enough songs on that album. You know what I use for that now? What? YouTube. (sighs) I use that more than anything. Because you'd be surprised how much music, and I'm not talking about like YouTube music. I know they have their own separate thing, but I'm just talking about just YouTube proper. Yeah. If there's a band like uh, you were telling, was that the um, what was the name of that band earlier? Oh, does, hold on, Daisy, or is it? Um, hold on, I can tell you. I can pull it back up. Yeah, let me write that down. While I'm thinking about it because mm. I know I'll forget it later. <laughs> I'll be like, what was the name of that band Dave told me about? Daisy Grenade. Daisy Grenade. Yeah. I will go to YouTube and see what's on there. And a lot of times you'll you will find just the music on there. Like it's just a yeah, you know, like a picture of the album cover or something, but the whole album will be there or whatever. And it's usually official stuff. It's not something somebody's uploaded. And that's where I'll listen, like, do I like this? And you like kind of go through what yeah. do I like? What about this song? What about this song? Blah blah blah. And then if I really like it, I'll go purchase it. Yeah. And yeah, I just the whole streaming thing, especially the way that the, the artists get paid on that stuff, yeah. is complete BS. And so I'm just like, I'm not, I am not going to participate in something I vehemently disagree with the way that yeah. they're, you know. And I'm always on the artist side when it comes to those arguments. Oh yeah, hundred no, percent. If there was a way I could like buy directly from them. As opposed to going through all the other channels, I will go there before. Yeah. If I have the option, I will go there first rather than going through Apple or any of the rest yeah. of the stuff. Although I am not against iTunes, you know, Apple Music per se, because they're doing better than a lot of the other ones as far as their splits and all that stuff. Yeah. But I would still rather just give the band or the singer or whatever the money directly and bypass all of that. Yeah. But that's just me. So I guess that's that old school. You know, if the radio stations would actually play new, decent music and not the same crap that they were playing a decade decade or more. It's, you know, someone that I listened to a podcast. Um, It's the name of it. I'm not going to go into all that because it's okay. Tim Pool's podcast. Oh, are you a pulley? Yeah, I, I've been listening to Tim Pool for okay. a few years now. But he posited a while back, and he's, he said it several times. He's like, you know, and I, I tend to agree with this. And I know some of it is maybe it's just old man, you know, yells at cloud type situation. Yeah. But he was like, the 90s were the last real decade. Like, it was the last decade. Because that was the last time that you had music and movies and you know all this culture yeah that was new and exciting well what year was it they turned on the hedron collider that was 2000 2012 2013 somewhere around it's gotta be 12 somewhere in there that's where a lot of people are but even if you go and the reason why and why he said it and i tend to agree with putting my own spin on this is that once we crossed over into the 2000s. 2000, the new millennium, whatever you want to say about it. 
all you were getting was a bunch of rehashes. Everything that you would hear on the radio, yeah. for the most part, if it was not a cover of something that had come it, out, it either was in the eighties or nineties, seventies, eighties, nineties, or whatever. It was something that sounded it sounded like, almost yeah. identical to it, or it was so close to it that it was like. In the movies, all the remakes, all the I mean, yeah. or going back to the well on all these franchises, and even when you want to like, well, what about you? Know, like, think about what was the last big IP that was put out in movies that was wholly original that wasn't based off of a previous book series or that was a sequel to something or it was set in the same universe as something else or I mean seriously exactly you know because all the Marvel movies are based on Previously, all the Marvel and DC movies, all the comic book movies in yeah. general, the superheroes are all based on something else. Okay, all of them were on something that pre-existed. Okay, yeah. the Harry Potter books pre-existed. Yeah. Okay, the Lord of the Rings pre-existed. Um, the uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Those books all pre-existed. They were all based on something that was already created. Yeah. Or they were a sequel to something or of, of a movie franchise. That, well, that's like friggin' Zack Schneider didn't get his Star Wars movie, so he took man. his his idea and went and made a Star Wars movie that doesn't belong to Star Wars. What are you talking? It's about? a Netflix film. Zack Snyder. Yeah, it's I like Rebel Moon. Oh yeah, well, yeah. That's and then look at you know when you had Disney buying up Star Wars and they've ruined that. Um, well, and it's you, they bought Marvel Studios. They ruined that. You either die a hero or you live, you live long, long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. I know, and that's Disney has done that. Yep. And, but the funny thing is, Disney's seen themselves do that several times. <laughs> they've and they've reinvented themselves. But I think they may be at Endgame now. No pun intended, uh, because they have just screwed things up so terribly. And I'm done with all of it. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again because I've yeah. gone down it before. But really and truly. Think about that. Think about any original music that you've heard. No, there's nothing. Exactly. Um, I mean, every Oliver once in a Anthony. while. Oliver, I don't. I don't particularly like his music, though. I mean, that's it's a cool song. Like, well, you've I also like the got, concept of the song. You've also got Tyler Childers, Sturgill Simpson. Mm, I particularly don't care for any of them, though. I mean, that's the whole thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's um, anyway. That's a whole other. I, I just Ball I wax. really I really and truly kind of believe that when the when the when the new decade or the new century or deck or whatever you want to call it you know when two thousand rolled around everything stopped. Well, it's going and, back to one of the Gen X movies we've already talked about with Pump Up the Volume. You know, all mm-hmm. the great ideas have been used. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that. So yeah, and I'm going to leave with a quote from one of those books that put me on a list a long time ago Catcher in the Rye okay Holden Caulfield in that book said the quote is that's the problem anytime you go somewhere new and exciting someone's already been there been there and written and written fuck you on the wall Mm. it's true (laughs) (laughs) so with that pleasant note (laughs) to bring this really dark 
<laughs> episode to a close. <laughs> Go and check all of our show notes and social medias and all that kind of stuff before we get off on another tangent. Uh, for the Project Gen X podcast, I am Alan Smith. I am the other guy, Big Dave. And we will see you next time for a happier, happier episode. I'm not sleeping tonight. Thanks for that. See ya. The heart's built for lesson.